This podcast is brought to you by Trend. Trend is a micro-influencer marketing platform that helps connect brands with influencers. Learn more, join our network, or start an influencer campaign at trend.io. And we are back with another episode of DTC Finds. Today, I have a really cool Twitter thread to jump through from Corey Nicholson. That's a uh, a little bit of a data fun. Uh, he surveyed 25 DTC e-commerce founders with seven figures in revenue and graphed out all the metrics. So we're going to jump through that. And then we're also going to take an awesome look at a, a cool product page I came across from Cushion Lab. So if you're at a computer or something, you might be looking it up as we go through the episode. But let's go ahead and dive in. So first up is this awesome Twitter thread uh, that I kind of just stumbled upon looking through Twitter. I have a whole list for uh, direct-to-consumer, so anytime that's mentioned, uh, it's fun to kind of collect it and look through those tweets. But anyways, this one comes from Corey Nicholson, who surveyed 25 direct-to-consumer founders with seven figures in revenue. He's also a founder himself, co-founder of Peachy Shapewear, and he's been working in direct-to-consumer e-commerce, that industry, since 2018. So just a cool data data dump. Interesting to dive into over here. So let's get into it. So the first question that he had asked uh, the people he surveyed was, what e-commerce platform are they using? And uh, I don't think this is surprising to anyone that's listening. The answer was Shopify, by far, 76%. And then in second place, WooCommerce at 8%. And then between the rest, you had kind of a mashup of Wix, some custom stuff, Etsy, Connective, Magento. Let's talk a little bit about conversion rates as well for benchmarks. Now, this one's really hard to do compared to whatever your niche is. But if you're looking for just kind of some average benchmarks over here, there wasn't really a a lot of consensus. The number one answer, I guess, was one to two percent. And two to three percent was right there, also both with twenty four percent each. Uh, and then right after that was four to five percent at at twenty percent. But the average is really close to about one and a half three percent. So if you are one of those people that likes looking for benchmarks, there's your benchmark over there. And in terms of direct to consumer versus retail sales, eighty eight percent were a hundred percent direct to consumer, and then eight percent were fifty percent. DTC and then retail as well with that. So some interesting stats over there. You know, if you're working on direct to consumer, good to stay focused, double down at that sense before jumping into retail. Are you interested in DTC and e-commerce content? Join Trends exclusive community for everything DTC, the DTCers community. We're talking marketing, product, growth, and more all about DTC. Go to trend.io slash podcast. That's T-R-E-N-D slash podcast and look for the Slack community link to claim your invite. We hope to see you on there. Let's talk a little bit about the acquisition driver as well, the main acquisition driver. That was one of the questions that Corey asked this group. And the leader, the majority was Facebook ads. Uh, I don't think that might be 100% of a surprise to anyone. 52% had Facebook ads as the main acquisition driver. And then right after that, 20% for Google ads 
and then 12% for organic and community. So we've talked about how important community is. I think that number is only going to end up driving up as, uh, you know, things with uh, iOS continue to change that landscape. Facebook ads continues to change. Expect that to go up. So if you don't have your own community, you don't have your own lists uh, and you're relying heavily, heavily on ads, really focusing on community. And then in terms of these brands, whether or not they had raised money, 88% actually said no. So this was interesting, but I wouldn't really read too much into this question. Um, There are a lot of brands that have raised money and it could really differ as Corey stated, depending on the founders that you survey as well. Another question that he asked over here was monthly percentage of email revenue. The percent of sales that come from email monthly, the leading two responses, which were tied were zero to 10% and 10 to 20%. So, you know, most brands sitting under 20% or less. And then right after that at 24% was 20 to 30%. Um, And I'll be linking to that as well. And then in terms of fulfillment, most were actually in-house with a majority of them, 52% having in-house and then 44% 3PL, the difference of those two. So, looking at about 4% for both. The last question that was asked over here, customer service software. I don't know how to pronounce this one very well, so someone that might be using it might be able to pronounce it a little bit better than I can, but Gorgias, G-O-R-G-I-A-S dot I-O was the leader, 36%, right after that, Zendesk at 12%. And then an interesting one was that 8% used none. So that was really interesting. Uh, I'd be interested to hear what kind of customer service software you use as well. So feel free to shout us a message at bolo.fm slash dtcpod, bolo.fm slash dtcpod. Maybe we can dive in and do a full episode about that. Or if you have any insights over there you want to share, we can feature it on the podcast. So that was the survey that was conducted over there. I'll link to the full thread so you can check out all the data points. But just wanted to sum it up for you in case maybe you're on a walk or doing something else, cleaning, listening to data. That way you can ingest it without looking through the thread necessarily. So next up, what I wanted to look over was this awesome product page from Cushion Lab. So if you go to thecushionlab.com, we're looking at the pressure relief seat cushion. Um, You can look through the other product pages as well. They're pretty similar. But I just thought this was a really, really good product page for a couple of uh, big reasons. First, this is something interesting, is that the add to cart follows you, whether you're on desktop or mobile. I tested it out. I'm on desktop right now recording, but I tested this out on mobile as well. doesn't show you some of the same features, but it still follows you as you're scrolling through the whole page, which I thought was really cool. And then if you're on desktop, you can actually pick the size and color and quantity while you're scrolling through the page which was really, really interesting over there. And then, uh, you know, this might be something cool to implement to test if you have variants of products. They do one of those bundles, discounted bundles, buy them together. And they have variants of those other products as well, different colors. And so you can actually select the color of that bundled product as well on the same product page. Makes it super easy to select over there. Another thing I really liked about this page was the FAQ that was on here. Some of the questions that were included on this page, who is this pillow for? What's the material? How do I clean my Cushion Lab pillow? 
And then this one I really, really like, how fast is shipping? This should definitely be on your page somewhere. Um, if you can kind of mention, like give an estimate, obviously, you know, things are kind of crazy with shipping right now, but if you can give some sort of estimate on there, that's a really good thing to add in. And then the rest of the stuff on here is pretty standard. Got your reviews, you've got other products to kind of complete your setup. Um, but those were two really interesting things that I thought that stood out on this product page. And go ahead and check it out. We'll link it as well. I know since that might be a burning question as well, we'll also link out the page for the built with page for the cushionlab.com. And you can kind of see what they're doing in terms of their site, what kind of products they're using, widgets they're using, things like that. Something interesting that I've seen, I haven't been on built with in a while. Not sure if this was already there or if it's new, but you can also see some of the plugins they're using for Shopify. They are using a Shopify store. So check that out as well. I'll link out to that. That really wraps it up for what I wanted to go over today. Hopefully you enjoyed going through that thread, going through that product page teardown. And if you have another product page teardown or you wanna offer up your own, like I said, leave us a message bolo.fm slash DTC pod, B-O-L-O.fm slash DTC pod. We might potentially include it on a, another episode as well. We'll go ahead and see you in a couple days for a fun guest episode.